I think I put my pop filter on the other side, and uh-huh. that's really fucking me up. Nice. Can we talk about this? Is that a red panda painting a picture? Yeah. Yeah, we can talk about that. Cool. Is that it? Yep. Okay. <laughs> Check it off. <laughs> red panda painting a picture. Well, this episode's over. Alliteration. It's the alliteration corner. Well. We could do one of those every episode. Oh, my God. We just pick a different letter every time, like Sesame Street? Yeah. That'd be pretty great. Yeah. What should we start on? It has to be funny. Well, we can't now. I have to brainstorm it. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's tough. Yeah, it is. Well, maybe at the end of the episode, you'll have one for A's. We might just use that one. Maybe. (laughs) That might be the only choice. It's recorded. (laughs) Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, we're going? We're going. Are we live? We're doing it live. Oh, my goodness. Okay, let's go. Mercy me. What's up? Uh, Let me do the intro. God. Welcome to The Legend of Things. <clears throat> Make sure you're all... I gotta drink more water. I was getting all parched on the way home from work. Uh, I've got like the partial sick voice going on. Mm-hmm. Like the intro to sick voice. I got like a spot. You know, you get the dry spot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the worst. <laughs> Gargle it. That was an accident. <laughs> kind of like when you kind of choke on water. Uh-huh. And you can still feel it lingering on that it's little in flap between yeah. the lungs it's and the esophagus. My, my gloop flap. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 All right. Welcome to the Legend of Things episode 106. I am Sean. Jonathan. And, um, <laughs> and uh, this is a podcast about stuff and things and video games and yeah. media yeah. and uh, art yeah and uh red panda painting pictures music yep musics and um lollipops Mm -hmm. and um what else capuchins oh i thought you were gonna say kombucha kombucha nope Mm. never i thought you had it on tap at work not even once no we're not that kind of action sports company (laughs) (laughs) so uh what's up how you doing oh i'm exhausted it's been a busy couple weeks yeah but how about you what you been what you been doing um how you feeling i'm okay you going on the vacations going on little vacations to that's ne- exciting the high desert of nevada so that'll be fun it will be um a lot of car time yeah so that'll be good i mean hmm. listen to some podcasts so like eight hours yep okay it's like eight hours yeah yeah <laughs> it's not terrible yeah but it is a long time <laughs> yeah indeed so we'll, we'll see how i mean sure. it'll be fine I probably won't die, so that's good. That is likely. Um, so that's always a plus. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, you can say that about every day, though. You're probably not going to die. Debatable. Really? Um, geography is important. Uh-huh. Physiology is important. It's true. There's a lot of factors, mm-hmm. variables. Being murdered is probably not good for survival. Usually that's part of the geography thing. Is it? Yeah. How so? Crime. Oh, a statistical geography. War zones. Sure. Yeah, that's pretty important. <laughs> Being underwater. Yeah, that's important, you know, too. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. But, I mean, you could be underwater in a bathtub. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I meant, like... I know. In the in ocean. The ocean. Or, or a lake. With some cement shoes. No one really considers the lake drowning. I guess we don't, because we're beach people. That's true. Lakes are kind of a weird thing to us. Yeah, they don't really exist, in my mind. Not Whenever really. somebody talks about water, it's like... Ocean or maybe a river. Right. Have you been to Lake Tahoe? Yeah. Yeah. It's crazy big. It is. It's really fun. It's like ocean big. Yes. Yeah. 
Like, if you're on one side of the lake, you can see the other side a little bit. Pretty impressive. But it usually just goes around the corner. It's also wildly deep. Yeah. Which I don't like. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> fuck that. Doesn't it? It might be the wrong lake, but there's one lake up there that has a very long connection. It's this one. To somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Where people drop stuff in one and it appears in the other lake. Yep. Okay. It's crazy. It's really neat. Apparently it's like Cthulhu down there. Right. Apparently it's like uh, unexplored too because it's too deep, (sighs) which I find to be fucking ridiculous. Right. Unsettling. We can go to like the bottom of the Pacific Ocean, Mm -hmm. but we can't go to the bottom of Lake Tahoe. Maybe it's too deep with an asterisk where nobody wants to pay. It's like no one wants to drive up there. Yeah. Yeah, It's just a long drive. Exactly. Yeah. With some sort of automated submarine that can they can just drop. And remote control. Because all that shit, I guess, is coast is on the coast mm-hmm. or on a boat in the sure. ocean. I would hope so. Yeah, there's no inland uh, deep sea submarines. That'd be a little painful. I mean, it seems worth it now. Maybe now that I said it out loud, <laughs> I feel like I know what I'm going to do for the rest of my life. Perfect. Homemade Mission. submarine. <laughs> Mission acquired. Yeah. I'm just going to duct tape a bunch of like coolers together mm-hmm. and... uh Super glue them real good. Yeah, that should get you there. That'll work. Yeah. Whatever. No problem. Pressure schmesher, I say. <laughs> Who needs it? Not me. I got none. <laughs> no pressure. Uh, so, yeah, it'll be fun. Yeah. Um, that's it. That's good. And then it's Labor Day. Mm. This weekend? Yeah, Monday. Okay. Good you to know. Sh- you should be off work. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I probably am. Yeah. Most of America is. Yeah. Yeah, I just I've been at that point to where I've been so busy that I don't know what I'm doing the next weekend. For sure, hundred percent. So it's just like, yeah, there's probably something going on. I should check the schedule. What's nice is that you know you, your special lady can remind you. You're That's like, true. Yes, we're doing this this weekend. You're yeah. like, are we? Mm-hmm. <laughs> Great. God, she gets so mad at me for that stuff because I forget things like that. Well, and she's like, I told you this, and it's like, yeah, you did. Yeah, I but that's forgot. but you when you have the pillar to mm-hmm. lean on, right, for bookkeeping reasons, then you do. Mm-hmm. It's that's like reasons. like it's I perfect. have a watch, but I don't look at I don't use it to tell the time. <laughs> like fuck off, that's its whole role. <laughs> She's there to supplement my weaknesses. Right, that's the goal. It's perfect, right? And accentuate the really bad ones. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wonderful. It's usually how it goes. <laughs> well, speaking of the opposite of really bad things, okay, Cyberpunk twenty seventy. Yeah, four K resolution. First, roughly forty eight minutes of the game, mm-hmm. and it's the same trailer in quotes that they showed at e3 oh so it's what everybody saw behind closed doors this is what we now have access to today oh and did you have a chance to watch it yeah i watched it right after you told me about it oh my i watched it on my tv Uh uh-huh with my chromecast how was that dope oh my god super dope loud so incredible it's got everything it's doing everything that i wanted to do mm-hmm. so um it has the gta style driving it has the weak point system and sort of the hp that i think the division had yeah maybe and like some, borderlands yeah maybe um, borderlands is a little bit more appropriate the combat like the fluidity in combat once they had the special roles like the time slow down oh, that shit got crazy the double jump the dash the slide oh my goodness yeah. There's so much going on. It seems like you can, there's uh, bullet penetration. Yes. There's destructible cover. Oh, yeah. There's and walls. Wall, yeah, walls. <laughs> I mean, it has everything. Yeah. It's mature. It has, very. like, a very adult, like, altered carbon. 
Oh yeah, kind of setting and theme. setting and like cyberpunk, you know, classic Shadowrun. Like. Yeah, very classic and Shadowrun. I didn't realize how derivative Shadowrun is. Yup. <laughs> until I watched this, and I'm like, holy fuck, this is like a hundred percent ripoff. It's really, really close. And I hope that the people that worked on Cyberpunk. Mm-hmm. Win and also worked on Shadowrun because otherwise <laughs> it is just offensively <laughs> plagiarized. It's close. I mean, it definitely has the Mega Corps, but, but like the Dock Wagon thing. Oh even, yeah, the Dock like, Wagon contract. Me. Like yep. this is some bullshit. It was really neat though. I love that whole scene. Yeah, where they just show up, guns drawn, it's like get away from our bounty. That's how it works. Yeah, because we're taking her back in. We're gonna fix her up. Right. Yeah, I, I like mean, that they had to install a virus on our program mm-hmm. in order to prevent the dock wagon people from showing up. That was a really nice touch. Yeah, it's a bunch of little things that just ah, they felt so good within that entire trailer. Right, and then like everything just seems really fucking cool. Yes, and even your partner, your partner and yourself, yeah. your dynamic is so interesting, and it feels like a so real. Really strong, like actual dialogue and yeah. like uh, characterization. Absolutely. So, I mean, and this is, like, one, and, I mean, they stress in the trailer, right? This is one example of the game and, Mm -hmm. like, one interaction in one mission and different ways to approach it and stuff. And, like, imagine all the shit that's going to pile up over the 80 to 100 plus (laughs) hours you put into this thing. Oh, man. It looks bonkers. It looks like so much fun. Yeah. And and they were security level one. Or street rep level one. Cool. They what is it? Cool rating or whatever? I think street, it's street rep. Street cool? Street yeah. cred. Street cred. That's the one. But cool is an ability. I, I think it's a stat. Yeah, it's a stat. It's like your charisma? I guess. I think. Yeah. They mentioned it. They do. Maybe it's one of the stats on clothes that bump up your street cred. It is. Okay. But it's probably also other things. Yeah, probably true. Like notoriety or something. It, it's a it's a neat stat. I like the idea. I love the setting. Yeah. If it had magic, it would basically be Shadowrun. Yeah, it's Shadowrun without magic. Yeah. I mean, Angle I guess I guess Cyber, Shadowrun is cyberpunk with magic. Yes. Yeah. With a reintroduction of magic to the world. Yeah, and like honestly, um, I don't think that's better at this point. Interesting. I like both of them. Like, I used to love Shadowrun a lot. Yeah. Now that I've seen Cyberpunk, I'm all on board. I'm like really I'm, curious to like find one of the old books. <laughs> sure, and yeah. look at it That'd and be see if it's as contrived and bullshit as Shadowrun. <laughs> I, can, I can only imagine that they've been out of print for a very long time. They are. You can after, probably find a PDF after this trailer. I want to see what a hardcover costs. I want to see like the price differences in the past two months. Sure, to yeah. see what see if they've spiked or if they've dropped. Probably. I'm sure they were already really high because mm-hmm. it's a niche market. Like, Very. no one's looking for those. Yeah. Right? Unless there's a reprint available or something. Mm-hmm. But, um, man, it's just, like, the customization and, and just the ways you can approach things and the dialogue tree stuff is, like, perfect. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It just looks really cool. Like, I'm super curious. Like, they gave you enough to be like, oh, there's, like, so much more behind this. But, mm-hmm. like, I want I want to know the other stuff. Sure. And now i got to wait a year. Yeah. So, so fuck <laughs> off. Gives a me year, time to maybe. get, yeah, to get uh, some money together for a new computer. Oh, God, I know. Even I will upgrade for this. This is where it seems worth it so far. It seems like it. I mean, they dropped the classic hook of your decisions matter. Any decision right. you make here will impact your choices further down the line. Yeah. It'll change the storyline, change the setting. 
I think like reputation towards you. And based on their pedigree, I don't see that being a problem for mm-hmm. them. You know, I mean, they have a good track record. Yeah, and this is such an ambitious and seemingly well thought out project. Yes, that I don't think it could be bad. Yeah. Well, they I, have the I, original creator of well, yeah, yeah. Cyberpunk mm-hmm. on board, right? Yeah, writing. Yeah. So. Yeah, and Makes I mean, yeah, for sure. But I think, like, ultimately it could be not as good as people think it's going to be. Sure. Because that's the hype train. Oh, absolutely. But it's just, as it is now, mm-hmm. it is a complete functioning game. Yeah, you can play it end-to-end. Yeah, I mean, say. I would, like, just play that mission over and over again for the next <laughs> year, you know, until uh, the shit is real. Yeah, I'd love to see all the different outcomes and little choices you can make along the way. Yeah, and That'd just get so some of the nuance, yeah. you know. But, like, look at all the, the people, like, walking around, for example, mm-hmm. which they talk about, like, the street and how, like, alive it feels yep. and stuff. It's just, like, fucking crazy. <laughs> it did look really nice. It's bonkers. Yeah. And, like, just that many things going on on screen at once and not having it feel, like, fake. Sure. Contrived just, just there for you. Yeah, it felt, yeah. like, real, Yeah, you know. Just, I don't know. Felt like you were part of their world instead of they being part of your world. Yeah. Like, walk by the gun guy and don't talk to him. Like, let me see the fucking guns, Mm -hmm. man. (laughs) You talk about mods and never go into it. Mm -hmm. And you're like, you fucking assholes. (laughs) And, like, the retro futurist kind of stuff is kind of neat. Like, the the hand thing. Mm -hmm. The hand mod that you get, that she gets in the trailer. Which one? The Mantis Grips? Oh, Yes. Which is like in the inside of your palm, mm-hmm. and it like interfaces with your gun and tells you how much ammo it has, yep. and like gives you a hut or like a sight and stuff it's like basically that. Basically, the smart link system from Shadowrun. But like, how the tech looks is super interesting. Oh yes, because it's like um, almost like eighties mm-hmm. kind of style. Like it's the two like um, contact strips like talking to each other sure. instead of like a wireless yeah. or like yeah. or a direct plug a in. plug yep. yeah which i'm like oh like that's it's an interesting aesthetic it's a nice touch yeah and i mean i i don't know i'm super stoked absolutely 45 minutes like watch it yeah you know like i i don't there's no reason not to and if you don't get hyped up by it somehow then you're dead to me <laughs> yeah uh, seriously wonderful. dig two graves <laughs> What was the second one for? Well, that's something you say about people that are out for revenge. But in this oh, case, it was sure. just the classic overkill. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> one so for you weird. and one for also you. <laughs> or maybe another, maybe someone that falls into it. Perfect. When like, they go uh, to investigate the one open grave and yeah. like, what's this? Hey, whoop. Yep. And they can't get out. Perfect. Because they're bad at it. <laughs> It's like a turtle flipped upside down. Fucked. Yeah. 100%. That's it. Yeah, rarely over, man. get out of that one. <laughs> rarely. But sometimes they do. Yeah. And that's confusing to me. They just got to nudge their head in just the right way. But, like, sometimes they don't. Yeah. I guess it's like then if there's, dying. like, rocks around and they're wedged weird or something. Could be. They're like, oh, I'm fucked. Yep. Yeah. Design flaw. <laughs> Maybe it'll rain and it'll loosen up some of the gravel. It is a design flaw. They're almost perfect. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Pretty they much lived to like 170 years. Completely armored. Mm-hmm. Basically immortal. They're space marines. <laughs> as far as we know. They're just real slow. Uh, yeah. <laughs> They're <laughs> so a progenitor. Space marines. 
Uh, they got their weak spot though, mm-hmm. and it's they're flipping over. So what you're saying is we just got to take their DNA mm-hmm. and just jam it into some human to make a weird hybrid. Yeah, that can't flip over because it's got two legs to walk on. Right, like a teenage mutant ninja turtle, just like that. But they can somehow fit all their limbs in their shell and their head. Yes. Which Can is, we make that happen with a Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle? They do that. Do no, they? Not, they do that, is oh, what I'm saying. I and then not, they spin around. I forgot about this. Which is fucking crazy. That's terrifying. How do they have that much space in there? <laughs> the head part alone is mm-hmm. really crazy. And they also don't have tails. True. Which, I think turtles have tails. I think they usually or have tails. Or maybe a tortoise has a tail, and a turtle doesn't. Maybe. But... One of them has a fucking tail. All right, so... Might be the one that flipped upside down. You think the tail would help with that? No. Hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Things to think about. There's some that have tails that are swimmers. Yeah. It serves a purpose there. Rudder tail. Yeah. Yeah. That's about all I know about turtles. I mean, yeah. Water turtles <laughs> shouldn't have flip-over trubs, and that's why they live so long, right? Yeah, they should be okay. They should be fine. Yes, ideally. Because <laughs> they're in water most of the time, Unless or they're near they water. Yeah. The only times that they did not enjoy life is really when they got picked up by sailors mm. and then flipped upside down below decks right. so that their food would be alive and for a And eaten eventually. Yeah. Yeah. That's smart. That was the bad times. Hey, man. <laughs> Someone's got to call those turtle populations. <laughs> They'd be running this place with space marine-like efficiency if not for them, those sailors back in the day. Oh, man. That would be quite the storyline. Yeah, well, yeah, it could happen. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm sure there's one written somewhere. You should write a fanfic about it. Uh, I don't like that term. You should write a short story about it. That's better. <laughs> <laughs> I'll see what I can drum up. Perfect. <laughs> Hmm. Um, so what else we got going on today? What else? What have uh, what have you been playing? I ended up finishing Octopath. Okay, finally, after about sixty five hours. Finally, in a good way, or finally like oh, in a great way. Oh, okay, so it's um, I'm going to start off with a grandiose statement. Let's get super grand iOS. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I believe that Octopath Traveler could be what our generation viewed Chrono Trigger as. I think. For newcomers to RPGs, anywhere around the age that we started playing RPGs, if they're playing Octopath, yeah, and play through it in its entirety and enjoy it, I think it's going to be their callback RPG. Really? I think it's going to be the RPG (coughs) that they compare future games to. Interesting. And I say that because... But it's only for Switch, right? Correct. So no one's playing it. No, no. They've sold so many copies of that. Oh. Like a ridiculous number. Like games on the Switch are selling like crazy. Like they re-released... uh, Shovel Knight on the Switch. Yeah. It's selling like crazy. They put uh, Hollow Knight on there. Also selling like crazy. Is it just for people that don't have computers now? Is it's just a really easy to access platform. I and guess. they have a lot of indie games and a lot of unique titles like Mario and Zelda yeah. that push the console and then allow a lot of other people to buy games for cheap. Because they're not selling it for a crazy exorbitant amount. Some of the games are 5 bucks. Sure. Some of them are 10 they're not doing the full like sixty bucks for a brand new port, so it's reasonably priced. Yeah, the barrier to entry is very low because the Switch is cheaper than most consoles. Is it? Yeah, it's two hundred, two fifty, two fifty for a bundle. Yeah, where you get a free game. Something like that. <laughs> it's pretty straightforward. The mm-hmm. system's really strong. So yeah, it's selling a lot. Huh. But Octopath itself, uh, the gameplay, fantastic. Uh, it seems to evolve as you go. So within um, 
I ended up reaching about level 70. Okay. Each newbie area that you're in, you can tell it's a newbie area because of the soundtrack. You have the first battle music. The intermediate area has a second battle music. Oh, weird. And the tertiary area. Tertiary. Third area. One. Third area. Yes. Has the third battle music. Yeah. So you can kind of tell where you are and what power level to expect. Weird. It's a nice touch. Hmm. But once you get to each of those areas, the gameplay tends to shift a little bit. Okay. Like once you get to the third area, some of the defensive items start to become more appealing. Yeah. Like you might have an amulet that you can attach to somebody that reduces fire damage. And before, that was completely worthless because there was no reason that you'd ever need to equip it. Okay. Because your standard resistances would easily cover what you need to do. Oh, it's on top of your standard resistance? Yes. I get it. Yeah. Not instead of. Mm-hmm. So um, the gameplay tends to shift in that function, which is pretty nice. It's um, not as epic of a shift as I'd like. Okay. And by that, I mean some of the boss fights are pretty standard, even the finales for each of the characters' chapters. Like, Just uh, duke it outs? Yeah, they weren't too complicated. However, there were a lot of really interesting boss battles that came through the secondary classes. Uh-huh. So. Initially, you can get the standard eight classes and equip them as secondary jobs. But there's also four other classes that are super secondary classes. Oh. But in order to get those, you have to battle the god that, you know, encapsulates them. Like accountant. Yes. Like, like accountant. Monger. Accountant monger, sure. Fishmonger. Warmonger is actually one of them. What? Or Warmaster, one of the two. That makes more sense. There's a rune lord. <laughs> there's a star seer. Ooh. And there's a sorcerer. Oh, it's all magic, though. Some of them, yeah. yeah. But they all have different abilities, but those boss fights really change the way that your encounters actually occur. There's some very interesting staged moments within them where the battlefield will change dramatically. It's mm-hmm. like, all of a sudden, this boss is immune to magic. Good yeah. luck. <clears throat> and it just throws all these curveballs at you that really put you in a very good spot for a complex tactical RPG. Sure. And in my opinion, that's a little bit too far between. Sure. Like, I wish there were more opportunities to do that. Because those are super optional, right? Yes. Yeah. They're completely optional. And even the final, final boss, like, after you complete all eight storylines, do some really arbitrary quests, you can go to the true ending of the game. Oh. And The real Dark Souls. Yes. And <laughs> you kind of have to do a gauntlet where you have to fight all of the eight main bosses back-to-back. That's But dumb. a little bit souped-up version. Yeah. It's not that difficult. Because they're still pretty much the same thing that you fought before. Yeah, I mean, it just seems superfluous at that point. Sort of. When you defeat them, you get a lot of extra storyline, which I really wanted for those bosses. Sure. So you get, like, journal entries that are attached to them and sort of ties the world together in a way that I really wanted the game to do but didn't experience until this point. Sure. And then after that, you have to fight the super boss. Is it actually called the super boss? No. Oh. It's not, but I don't want to spoil that because it's impossible and by impossible, I mean it's ridiculously difficult and would consume a lot of my time. Um, Did you do it? No. Well, I fought him. I didn't win. Oh. So the way that it works is you have to divide your party into two parties. Classic. So you have to take all eight of your characters, which for me, I had my four really good people. Yeah. And then my scrubs that I just kind of left on the sidelines. Yeah. So right there and then I lost. Sure. But I tried to do the first fight with just my main group, and I got wrecked. Like, it was really, really tough. There huh. were a lot of new mechanics that they throw in. Weird. Yeah. A lot of interesting back and forth that I wasn't expecting. A lot of new abilities that just showed up out of nowhere from the boss. That's annoying. But once you defeat that, then you have to go with the secondary party and defeat it again yeah. in a different boss fight. Right. And then you get the true ending. Oh. But that was 
I don't want to say, well, no. It was a ton of fun. Like, I really enjoyed playing that game. Yeah. Uh, some of the most interesting portions of the game were with the writing. Okay. You remember how I was all over Primrose the Dancer and Ulbrich the Warrior storylines during the demo? Uh, those were the two that maintained the most interest for me going through. Sure. And even at the finale section of their storyline, there's a very disparate amount of engagement that i felt with the variety of different characters like mm. primrose easily number one storyline like even yeah. the finale it was like expertly directed there was a lot of nuance that didn't go into some of the other endings that i was not expecting because yeah. i did hers last and it was just oh super engaging same thing with Ulbricks. it was a sort of unexpected outcome in the way that it went in its entirety mm-hmm. but super enjoyable whereas some other characters were like ophelia the cleric I really disliked her first three chapters because, like, her chapter two is you run across a kid and he lost a pendant, and her whole chapter is trying to recover the pendant. That's stupid. And it's it's not for me, but her final chapter redeemed it all. Like, oh. her final chapter was really... The twist was much different than I was expecting, and the writing and the voice acting really sold it. But then there's some other characters that just have very mundane stories. Yeah. Since it's... None of the characters' storylines are grandiose, like, we gotta save the world. Right. It's They're all, personal stories. They're very personal. Yeah. So one of the characters, to sum it up very quickly, it's about him losing his faith in himself and regaining it. Okay. And it's very simple. There's not a whole lot of twists or turns. There's nothing that's like a massive monster battle at the end that's yeah. just something... <clears throat> You know, like the big bad that you've been facing all along. It's, it's just yourself. It, yeah, it's a little. Um, <laughs> it's underwhelming compared to some of the other ones. Yeah, but it's still not bad. The tone is just way, or the not the tone, the scale is is different. Yes, yeah. and the, the different storylines have a lot of variance to them, which I wasn't expecting. But right. that being said, being able to experience all of them was a lot of fun, and I'm yeah. glad that I was able to do that. But that combined with the battle systems, with the amount of nuance that you can get with attaching all of your secondary jobs learning skills and passives from them and then equipping whatever passives you want from any job you've ever had right makes for a lot of really fun class makeups and you can make a lot of really interesting combos between one character or the entire party Mm. you can do a lot of really fun stuff like carbuncle yeah final fantasy reflecto yeah you can do some combos that you can mass reflect on your entire team for four attacks yeah and so you can do some really powerful stuff with it it's just not utilized through a lot of the ending boss fights because not sure. a lot of them spam magic in that sense. So they're, they're not as pervasive as I'd like. So there's a lot of cool things you can do, but just because they're cool, they're not useful. Yes. Yeah, that's fair. They're not as useful as they could be. Yeah. But they are useful in those four final subclass battles and in the final final boss fight. Ah, That's when they can be used to a lot of effect but before that it's just not that viable true and that's that's weird that's a weird breadcrumb right there yeah it's one of the things that i really wanted them to expand upon because i finally got to those you know secondary class battles i'm like oh my god the game has just changed so much i really want to see what else that they can do with this yeah and then it never really scratched that itch sure which was one of the, the little bit of sad moments that i had with the game but beyond that it's easily this is a 9 out of 10 10 out of 10 rpg wow like with a sequel that just expands upon the systems and makes them more interesting in the long term in the ways that i explained yeah i mean 
It would be so, so strong. Yeah. Just make it a Sukaden game. Oh, God, please. Call it a day. Yes. <laughs> Done. <laughs> Problem solved. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But yeah, finally finished it. I'm glad to be able to put it down because it yeah. was like all consuming. For sure. It's like whenever I got home, it's like, I want to play this. I want to play this. Definitely want to play this. Yeah. So it was a good experience to have. I happened to have a game that gripping mm-hmm. in a long time. It's rare. Yeah. And that one just drew me right in. It gets rare as adults, I feel. Sure. Because we're easily distracted, which you think would be different mm-hmm. as a child. Sure. But now that we have money to buy things because we have jobs, <laughs> you're like, oh, I'm going to buy this thing that I also am interested in. And, you know, yeah. you just lose stuff. It's true. That's cool, man. But yeah. Yep. Overall, fantastic. There's a couple little little bits and pieces that I'd rather have adjusted in some fashion. Yeah. But beyond that, super good game. Neat. Yeah. Loved it. Huh. Hmm. How about you? What you been battling uh, with? What have I been playing? Mm, what? Mafia 3? Oh, right. It was free on PlayStation Plus. Yeah, I played that for a little while. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's yeah. okay. Okay. I'm glad I didn't pay for it. I mean, it's a Mafia game. You run around, you do things, you drive, mm-hmm. you shoot. I've never actually played a Mafia game. Well, that's what they are. Is that a good one to start? Um, No. Really? I would do two. Okay. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, this one's interesting because it's the 60s. Yes. And it's in the South, right? Yes. And you're back from Vietnam. And two, you're back from World War II. I mean, it's kind of rehashing the same mm, okay. things. But now they brought in the racist South. Yeah. And the protagonist being an African-American gentleman. Mm-hmm. Or, well, they'd say in the beginning he's like African-American and Italian. Okay. And it's like, okay. But they just guess that. It's like, why do you have to even throw that out there? It doesn't fucking matter. Hmm. I mean, unless it comes up later, but I sincerely doubt it. Maybe. But um, it's fine. Mm-hmm. There's collectibles. Sure. You know, it has all the things of the genre. Mm-hmm. So, it, you know, it's okay. So shooting it right? Um, yes. Do you have to shoot all the time? Or is it more you have an option to stealth? Or There's a lot of stealth diplomacy. options. Um, there is a lot of stealth stuff. Okay. But it's kind of like a phone-it-in. Well, it's fine. The stealth is fine. Mm-hmm. It's like a B stealth system. Sure. But there's a lot of like hide, crouch, whistle, guy comes over, choke him out. Ah, okay. Crouch, whistle, guy comes over, choke him out. Yep. So you do a lot of that. Okay. Um, it's okay. There's money. <laughs> you know, you can buy things. Uh-huh. You basically, like, take districts, and then you assign them to an underboss. Yes. And then as your underbosses get money, you unlock things with them. Mm, okay. Which is kind of weird because they're also passive abilities for you. That's kind of neat. So one's, like, shooting-based, one's, like, garage-based, yeah. and then another one is, is something else. Mm. So, eh. It's fine for free. Yeah. It sounds like a cool setup. It's installed. I mean, I can pop in there and just drive around for a little while and you know do that Hmm. so it's okay there's another game on there here we are they were here here we lie here we lie the vr game yeah i played the beta of that a long time ago yeah you said it was just well i i didn't get to play much of it right and so it kind of left me like it was too obscure to have like a like a dash of Mm mm-hmm but now that I have the full game... Is it good? I don't know. I haven't played it yet. Oh. <laughs> I just finished Octopath two days ago. Sure. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, let us know. I know. <laughs> Yesterday, I jumped back into Persona 5. Okay. I was trying to figure out where I left off. That's tough. Luckily, That's a continuity game. Luckily, it's structured enough to where I caught back on in about 
15 minutes that's really good 20 minutes actually because i showed up and was like where am i yeah it's like loading a final fantasy 7 save Mm -hmm. and you're like what the fuck is going on here i was deep in the mementos and i'm like what am i doing here what was my goal i don't even know what that means uh it's uh you remember palaces if you remember the palace description of persona 5 how all the bad characters in the game they create like this fictitious oh world, right yeah, yeah yeah and that's their palace oh okay they're the king of their own palace yeah uh, the mementos are a shared palace amongst the the bros consciousness of oh. the population oh so like as the population gets more and more happy or, oh it gets better yeah or sure. if there's like a pollen outbreak and everybody's sneezing it changes the territory of the momentum that's interesting it changes the difficulty of the monsters and what might spawn there it's like the group consciousness exactly yeah so i was spawned in there and i was like why huh? am i here sure so it took me a while to figure out what i was doing and once i got back into the flow it came back right away yeah that's cool yeah it's like when you jump back into a game you haven't played in a long time and you're like, I don't even think I remember the buttons. Mm-hmm. And then you just do. Oh, man. You're like, I'm doing all the things I was doing before. Mm-hmm. You don't really lose a step. That was the opposite of my experience with For Honor. Oh, 100%. I jumped back into For Honor. I'm and I was fucking like, terrible. What do I do? How does it work? Yeah. Yeah. I've been playing that a recent, a decent amount. A recent right amount decently. Yeah. Um, I've been playing that a bunch right now. And it's I, been, yeah. It's been fun. I've been distracted. I haven't finished the sure. training yet. Yeah. But um, I also am not used to playing with the mouse. Oh, you should just plug in a. Because I played on console. Do you have an Xbox controller? Yeah, I have everything. Oh, just plug one in. Also, you can play with a PlayStation controller on Steam really yeah i did not know that even you on the steam box i thought you still had to have one of those old janky driver installs nope that's really nice there's a setting in steam where you tell it which controller it is okay. so you say xbox and mm-hmm. it's like hey or it's like playstation <laughs> and it's like hey perfect yeah you can do both now awesome yeah hmm. pretty useful i learned something new yeah <laughs> um some other game was on there that i also installed but i didn't play mm-hmm. um but I played that for a few days. Uh, I finished Data War. Did we sure. talk about that? I don't think we've talked about. I think we talked about final it. experiences with it. I feel like we did. When did you finish it? It's been a month or so. Oh, so I think we might have. Maybe. Maybe it's on the solo episode. No. Maybe. No. Maybe. <laughs> Hard to say. <laughs> but anyway, Data War was great. Um, was the ending satisfying? Very much so. Nice. Um, the bosses of the game are not challenging, okay. but they're very thematic and interesting. Awesome. So you kind of got to have that in your mind sure. while you're playing it. But they're just visceral, fun fights, mm-hmm. which you don't expect, I guess. Uh, in a game that is predominantly a hack and slash. True. Uh they just took that out of the boss parts. Mm-hmm. They're like, no, like this is like a set piece. Oh, okay. So it's interesting. Yeah. Um, and there's little like stuff you got to do in them, and you have sure. to be engaged, but um, not a challenge <laughs> per se. <laughs> but yeah, it's really good. Um, I definitely recommend it. You should play it for sure. I will eventually. Yeah, exactly. It's a long one. Yeah. Um, Did you I got buy a physical copy. No. Well, can't no. take yours then. I don't do that anymore. I know. It's not convenient. I wish I did for, like, Detroit. Yeah. I could pass that around. Right. I wish I did for that, too, for a lot of games. But, like, I don't want to put the disc in anymore. Yeah, I know. Which is so stupid. But, like, 
it's a quality of life issue. And like, hey, like, oh, I can't like switch games on the fly. Mm-hmm. Like, fuck off. <laughs> like, you're a, why are you not a computer? <laughs> like, at least let it install and have some code or something so mm-hmm. you can only so you can play multiplayer or whatever it sure. is. Like Mass Effect did, mm-hmm. which people were super upset about. But like, fuck, dude. <laughs> like, incentivize me to buy a physical copy. Yep. Like, if it doesn't come with some cool, like, tchotchke or something, or, yeah, like, some, some swag, edition. then I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. Interesting. It lives in your account forever. It does. So... It makes it really nice. What's the problem mm-hmm. in this Steam generation? Like... True. Just give me what I want. Yep. You fucking dick. Just attach it to my account and let's go. Right. You already have my money. Like, yep. what's the problem here? <laughs> but, um... It's so much easier that way. What else? I played, uh, I got Graveyard Keeper. Mm-hmm. So I've been playing that. It's um, super interesting. Mm-hmm. So, what's the premise? Basically, you are a modern person, man, <laughs> and you get off work, and I think you go to like your groceries or something like that, and you get hit by a car on your way out. Oh, okay. And presumably die or don't die. I don't know. Sure. And you wake up in this medieval city, hmm. village, and you're the graveyard keeper. Mm hmm. And uh, that's a weird setup. It's very weird. Interesting. And basically, you're trying to get back. You're trying to get home the whole time. Okay. So you start and um, you find a talking skull mm-hmm. named Gary. Perfect. Or Jerry. It's G E R R Y. Oh, my Jerry. Goodness. Jerry Riviera. Yeah. And uh, he gives you some hints. And he's like, I don't really remember a lot, but, you know, <laughs> hey, bring me a beer. And you're like, okay. <laughs> And they kind of walk you through some of the early paces there. Mm-hmm. You meet the church dude. He's like, hey, fix this fucking graveyard, you dick. And nice. you're like, oh, okay. <laughs> and, um, you know, if you do, you get to open the church. And then you get to do sermons. Hmm. And you get money from sermons. And you get resources from sermons. Weird. You can only do them once a week. Okay. So if you miss it, you're fucked, which I did. <laughs> Is it only on Sundays? It's, well, the days don't have normal names. Oh. They're symbols. Oh, uh, so the one for church day is like a purple sun. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Strange. One's a male sign. One's a female sign. Mm-hmm. There's different ones. One's a moon. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> it's just super complicated. It's sure. a super complicated game. So like this talking donkey uh, delivers corpses every day. Okay. And he's communist. Perfect. You know, like you expect. Uh huh. And uh, he's like, well, you can understand me? And you're like, yeah, <laughs> totally. He's like, cool. Well, he talks about like his manifesto and stuff. Mm-hmm. But anyway, he brings corpses to you and just drops them on your property outside of your little morgue thing. Okay. Uh, every day to start. And then later he demands payment. Ah. So you have to put carrots in a box. <laughs> and he'll bring uh, bodies as long as there's carrots in the box. Mm-hmm. Otherwise he doesn't. Which is nice. Because at that point, you can turn off the bodies showing up. True. Because they decay uh, if you don't take care of them quick sense. enough. Yeah. So, super interesting. He drops them, like, on the ground. Mm-hmm. You have to pick it up, bring it into the morgue, set it on a table. You can, like, take stuff off of it if you want. Okay. Like meat, which you can eat. Gross. Or sell to people. Uh, skin, fat. Mm-hmm. You, so, you upgrade your tech tree to get different parts of the body out. Wow. Which okay. you then use for other stuff. Sure. Like, you can use fat to make candles. Mm-hmm. You can, if you take the fat off, there's the quality of the body, too. Whoa. It's like a feng shui kind of situation. Okay. 
So it's skulls. There's red skulls and white skulls. Mm-hmm. White skulls are good. Most bodies come in with like two and two or three and three. Okay. So it's neutral. Sure. Right? So if you get a body that has really low red skulls and high white skulls, it's mm-hmm. better if you bury it in your graveyard. Oh. Because so the it's like, a, like a spirit resonance kind of thing in okay. there. Okay. And uh, if you take the fat out of a corpse, it mm-hmm. gets more white skulls. Um, if you take the heart out, it gets more red. Okay. Uh, shit like that. And I didn't really understand that at first. That's really bizarre. It's weird. Uh, and they kind of explain it later, but they trickle out the information. So I made a bunch of fucking mistakes. I see. Early. Yep. But I didn't restart. So So it's... if you have a bunch of red skulls in, buried in your graveyard, what happens? It's bad. So you have a graveyard rating. Okay. It's plus or minus, right? It starts out at like negative 15 or something. Mm-hmm. And for the church guy to open it, you have to get it up to five. Oh. So you have to maintain all the gor- the corpse. I mean, the uh, I'm super burpy right now. <laughs> I apologize. Perfect. I have to maintain all like the headstones and like the stuff there. And you mm-hmm. have to fix it, which you have to make a special thing to do, okay. which needs resources that you can't get right away. Oh, great. Um, or that I couldn't figure out how to get right away. Mm-hmm. Or you have to build special tools that let you make things that let you make that. Like sure. there's, unlike Stardew Valley, mm-hmm. there's a there's a lot of runway on things. So mm-hmm. you're like, I need to make wooden planks. Mm-hmm. You're like, okay, uh, when I dig up these bushes, I get sticks. I don't need sticks. I need logs. Yep. So when you cut down a big enough tree, you get logs. You pick up the log. You walk it to your house. You drop it in this timber pile, and you can have up to nine logs in the timber pile. Sure. From the timber pile, you have to make a a saw station. Mm -hmm. Um, In the saw station, you can make big, round, like, log slices. Okay. Or you can make wedges or something like that. Sure. So... You need to make the wedges for certain things. You need to make the slices for other things. Mm-hmm. The slices you can use for like crematorium stuff, or you can use it for building certain items or certain gear. Um, what was I trying to make in the first place? I already forgot. Uh, wood planks. Wood planks. So now you have to make you have to make fetch. Fetch is the other thing it makes, which is like a wood like it's like a rectangular piece of wood, but okay. it's not a plank. Sure. <laughs> and then and basically strong. You, <laughs> then you have to make this woodworking station at the woodworking station you can make planks you can make things that go it's like a it's a more fine version you can make wooden crosses for the graves mm-hmm. you can make little things that outline the graves oh okay uh, sure make them nice yep and then you can make fucking planks wow and it's like all these steps yes. to make a plank That's it's the really same way with everything that's really deep. It is very deep. Hmm. So, for example, nails. Mm-hmm. Uh, to make nails, you need iron ingots. To get iron ingots, you need to find them mm-hmm. out. You need to find iron ore. Sure. Hit it with your pickaxe until yeah. it turns into you know consumables. Mm-hmm. Take it to a forge. So you have to make a forge, which is not easy to make. Okay. I actually ran out of the... I used all the parts on other things that I needed for the forge, so I had to go to town and buy them, Ooh, which sucks. Ouch. Did they give you forge material for free? They give you starting materials. Okay. They don't tell you what they're for. Ooh. That's painful. Yeah. So... So you can easily handicap yourself towards the beginning of the game. I 100% did. Okay. 
So I had to buy. I made. Uh, I needed simple iron. Iron. Um, doohickeys, gadgets, or whatever. Okay, it's like hinges. Sure, essentially. And I used all the iron or whatever I had to make nails or whatever the fuck it was. Mm-hmm. You have to make a wooden anvil. It's the first anvil you can make, and on that you can make nails or you can make simple iron hinges or whatever. Sure. It's just so many things, and there's so much reference. So, given that, are you enjoying the game? Yeah. Do you like the game a lot? I like it a lot. It's it's rushed. Okay. It's I mean, We talked about it before on... Um, gchat or whatever Mm -hmm. the difference between stardew and graveyard keeper is that stardew is like a meditation yes you find a rhythm you know Mm -hmm. what you're doing you just keep doing it and you keep doing it and it's relaxing and it's relaxing and rewarding yeah this one is a game like this is like oh man like i gotta do all this shit like ah it's late like the days (laughs) go by super fast okay um they're shorter Mm -hmm. than in stardew you run out of stamina super fast, Ooh. especially when you have like shitty tools. Sure. It takes more stamina. Okay. Um, you're like, man, I really need firewood. You could spend a whole day chopping firewood. Yep. And then the donkey will bring a body and you're like, I don't have enough stamina to work on this body. Oh. <laughs> so you have to eat. Uh-huh. So you can eat food to regain stamina. Sure. And you can just never sleep if you want. Oh, really? As long as you have food available. Oh, there's no penalty? No. Interesting. Not that I've found. So it's not like Stardew where they just make you pass out at no. like 2 a.m. The game only saves when you sleep, though. Oh. Which is kind of interesting. Curious. But there's no pass out. Sure. You're just working through the night a lot. Uh-huh. Um, like, I've stockpiling carrots right now. Mm. And you can cook them. And every time you make these, like, grilled carrots, the only ingredient is carrots and then firewood to make the fire go. Sure. Um, each one gives you 12 stamina. And every one you cook makes four. Hmm, nice. So you can just munch carrots all the fucking time. Sure. But um, does a donkey like cooked carrots? No, <sighs> the donkey does not like cooked carrots. You can only put raw carrots in the okay. in the bin so far. <laughs> um, but you unlock technologies too. Mm-hmm. So as you do something, you get red experience, green experience, or blue experience. Okay. Red is like hard crafts. Sure. Green is agriculture type stuff. Makes blue sense. is faith. Faith is super hard to get experience for. Do you just have to be the preacher? You can get it that way. Uh Also, you can study things. Oh, okay. Once you unlock the church, there's like a study in the basement. And you can take things to the study table. Mm -hmm. You have to pay science, which they don't tell you how to get. Nice. um, And faith, Mm -hmm. which you get from doing sermons. Oh, okay. And you get like one to three so far. Hmm studying something can take up to four ouch so you have to choose the right things to study unless you want to wait a whole week to get the other thing interesting and then you consume paper (laughs) at the study station to get science sure so every piece of clean paper you eat there gives you two science i see it's fucking nuts that's really complex yeah and like can you make your church evil if you have too many red skulls I don't know. So I know that there's like reapers and stuff that can show up. Mm-hmm. So I'm not really sure hmm. just yet. But there's all these interesting characters. So okay. I'm just strictly focusing on the gameplay here. But the thing that really pushes you through the game and what you really want to focus on is doing the things the different NPCs ask you. I see. So like some of the main ones is the Inquisitor. Mm-hmm. You, he um, Shortly after the intro, he's like, hey, you're that weird guy that people are talking about. <laughs> 
come up here to watch this witch burn, and it's a super dark okay. kind of story yeah, that's pretty line, dark. right? And he's like, hey, like, we can be friends. Like, we should be friends. Mm-hmm. Like, in a kind of ominous way. Sure. He's like, bring me firewood and these, like, pamphlets. And he's only on the, the church, the witch's hill on a certain time of the day. Mm. Um, on a certain day of the week. Mm-hmm. And you're supposed to bring him this stuff. And he gives you things. Or, like, there's some dude who wants bees. No, he wants honey. Mm-hmm. There's another guy who wants, like, a new axe. Like, people want stuff. Sure. And you need to bring them said things. But that unlocks other things. Ah, uh, okay. Um, so they're your progression. That could forward your... Well, yes and no. Because I feel like only two of them are actually required for beating the game, presumably. Interesting. But they open different ways for you to... Different avenues to take. Mm-hmm. Like, I kind of got in a rut where I was trying to... What's I trying to do? I was trying to build a new furnace. Okay. Then halfway between building a new furnace, I got super sidetracked trying to build, like, a study under the church. Mm -hmm. And then I basically ran out of wood. (laughs) And I had to, like, cut trees for a few days Mm -hmm. and just bring them back. And then I got this talent that lets me, when I cut down a tree, it drops three logs now instead of one. Whoa. Which is great. And then I figured out you can can pick one up over your head and Mm -hmm. you just lumber it in there. And then the other two, you can push. So, like, you can run them into each other and then push them. So, basically, and then you get them near your wood pile. Uh You just start hucking them all in the wood pile. And I'm like, I've found some efficiencies here. Mm -hmm. Um, It's just super super deep, like you said. How did you get that talent? Was it just from chopping down more trees? It's from experience. Okay. So you, you just got spend, better at it. Yeah, you spend points, right? Ah, so you okay. unlock recipes that way, too. Mm. You're like, oh, I want to get better at um, Metalcraft. It might give you some recipes for things and mm-hmm. a new like station to build. Sure. Or an upgrade for one you already have. Or the ability to write books mm-hmm. or chapters. Or <laughs> It's so fucking complicated. <laughs> and then there's higher level recipes that you can buff by giving them better materials. Oh, wow. Okay. And it's, like, never-ending. Sure. There's a dungeon that Mm -hmm. I just fucking found. (laughs) There's, like, you can clear all this rubble to connect your house to the church to the city. Oh, wow. So it makes all these little speed paths that are more efficient to your morgue. So my whole thing's connected now, Mm -hmm. which is great. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. (laughs) You know, like, there's just so much going on. It sounds like you could find a lot just by exploring. I feel like I've already... I'm way past where I'm supposed to be, okay. storyline-wise, because I've just been grinding. I'm like, oh, I'm going to build this thing, or I'm mm-hmm. going to build that thing. Um, But, I mean, it's still engaging. Good. But it's very frantic. Because, like, you'll just be like, doot, 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 and you're like, oh, it's fucking nighttime. <laughs> and you're like, well, how much later am I going to stay up? Mm-hmm. And then you're like, I'm going to eat all these carrots. <laughs> I'm going to work through the night. <laughs> You know, it's, um, it sounds stressful. It's a little stressful, but like when you get things and there's also farming, Mm -hmm. which you can do. Sure. And there's also fishing, which you can do, which I haven't even tried yet. Okay. Cause I feel like it'll eat my whole, yeah, everything. You gotta find the time for that. Right. Which there isn't any. Mm -hmm. Um, but there's nothing that costs you anything. So every time you bury a body, you get a, uh, like a ticket Mm -hmm. basically. Uh, and you go to the inn, and you can sell the tickets to the innkeeper for money. That's okay. your main source of it, revenue. Interesting. Unless you're 
growing food or building things and selling them at a profit. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty hard to do. Hmm. You can also make funeral pyres. And when you burn someone to death, I mean not to death, <laughs> when you cremate the body, you also get a burial thing. Okay. So the, the strategy there is, if it's a really shitty body mm-hmm. that you don't want in your graveyard, yeah. you take whatever parts of it that you want to use for other things and then fucking torch it. Interesting. Yeah. God, that's such a weird way to look at efficiency. Well, yeah. the other option is to throw in the river. <laughs> <laughs> Which I've done. <laughs> Before I had cream, being able to cremate sure, things. Sure, But the stuff you get from cremating, you get ashes, mm-hmm. which you can later, I just figured out, you can create urns. Okay. And you can make a place to put urns um, in your graveyard, and then you can put them in there, and it adds to your graveyard rating. Interesting. Or you get salt from burning bodies, too, okay. which you can use for cooking and stuff. Perfect. So, like, I made a lot of sauerkraut. <laughs> Super effective. <laughs> But, like, there's oh bees. God. You can, like, do honey. Uh-huh. You, there's fucking everything. That sounds intense. It's nuts, man. It's overwhelming. Yeah. Uh, it really sounds like it. The, the the one thing I recommend if you do play it... I will eventually. ...is when you buy a new technology, <laughs> focus on that for a little while. Don't go nuts and buy, like, four technologies at once. Okay. Because you won't remember what any of them are. Yep. And you'll be like... <clears throat> Building certain things are location based. Oh, at your house is where you build all your like tools. Mm-hmm. Then the church has like all the study stuff downstairs. The morgue has their own things you can build there. Okay, the graveyard has its own things. There's like a vineyard you can buy hmm. next door. Okay. I don't even know how that fucking works. Curious. And then there's like an apiary that you can also <laughs> apparently buy things at. And I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? <laughs> It and the map really cool. Yeah, and it has like a fog of war. Well, no. Mm-hmm. It has like a the map is like a hand drawn map. You okay. press M and it's like, hey, this is the map. Mm-hmm. And you're like, oh. How hand drawn? Like, like child drawn? No, like someone drew it that okay. makes maps. Okay. But like it's you know, sure. not yeah. And as you go places, it pushes away like the dark parts of it. Mm-hmm. But they're not dark. There's just like drawn in like clouds. Oh nice. Right? Like I like a, that effect. Like an old map. Yeah, yeah. Like in Kingdom Come Deliverance. Yeah. They do the same thing. Sure. I haven't played it still, but um <laughs> I believe you. Yes. And I'm finding I'm like, oh, this isn't that big of an area. Mm-hmm. And like, no, it's fucking huge. There's all these like rock things that you have to clear mm-hmm. and it opens up a whole new thing. Oh man. And I'm like, I don't even have time to run to this place during the day. Like, I have to take wow. a day off. There must be a way to fast travel later on. You can fast travel back places. Okay. Uh, with a special thing you have to buy. Mm. That'll take you to the inn, or it'll take you to your house. Is it consumable? No. That's good. But it has a recharge. Ooh. So it hearths out. Yeah. Like, you gotta okay. wait for it to fill back Got up. Got that cooldown. Yeah. It's crazy, man. It sounds really complex, but also probably really engaging once you start playing it. It is. You just get lost in it. Mm-hmm. But you get lost in it for the other reason. Sure. You know, it's the difference. It's not calming and relaxing. It's, I need to get this shit done. But when you really get something going, you're like, this is this is working. Uh-huh. Like, this shit's happening. And then you're like, oh, it's four in the morning. <laughs> in both, probably. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> so, so far, so good. That sounds fun. Yeah. It's engaging. To hear you talk about it. Yeah, it's I kind of rambled up a little bit. On no, that one. It's, it's an interesting take, just from descriptors. 
uh, from the other side of a Stardew Valley. Did you actually watch me play it? I did. Just for like 10 yeah. minutes or something? Yeah, it was like five. I was just running around. It's just running around yep. like crazy. I saw you plant a lot of things. Oh, I was planting. You're sprinting everywhere. You, that's your speed. Yeah. You can't change it. Yeah. Sometimes I feel like he runs really fast. That's good. And sometimes not. <laughs> and I can't figure out if there's a difference there. Mm-hmm. Do you have an inventory with like a weight limit or something? You have an inventory. It's space, like okay. uh, slot base. Sure. You know, like got like everything or takes up a square. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Okay. Um, there's boxes in each area. Mm-hmm. What you put in that box is available at the blueprint station. Oh, that's so nice. Which is nice. That's except in the church. What? And I can't fucking figure out how that works. But hmm. I just downstairs you can make bookshelves mm-hmm. and you put anything you want in the bookshelf okay. and that seems to apply to the desks weird i don't know it's a little inconsistent in places okay. but um i was gonna say that's a really nice touch yeah you can just have your tools in the bucket and then you can use them automatically when you craft so outside of the church that's true yep. inside of the church there's no box yep so i'm like i have to make these pews or whatever right mm-hmm. and they take eight planks and i'm like <laughs> fucking shit eight planks and like 12 nails i think it's like drilled into my noggin Mm -hmm. so i have to make 16 planks and 24 nails and just huff them in there which isn't like it slows you down but it's like that's a ton of shit yeah just to get a plus one to my church rating (laughs) which is nine right now okay and you need 10 to like guarantee your sermons go well Mm, for a lot of the lower level ones Mm -hmm. otherwise it's a percent chance to fail interesting it's bizarre, man. It sounds weird. It really is. Huh. I'm intrigued. Yeah. It's fun. <laughs> it's fun and, like, stressful, mm-hmm. but, you know. Sure. Yeah. It looks good. Nice. Um, it runs okay. I've had it freeze up once. Really? And there is a little bit of, a, like, a screen tear. Or there's mm-hmm. some, some jittering, basically. Mm, okay. If you're, like, cranking, if you're yeah. going a little fast, it's like, <laughs> I don't want to go this fast. <laughs> so... <clears throat> It's not super optimized, mm-hmm. but it's it's a good one. Nice. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I've been playing another game you bought. Phantom Doctrine. That's the one. Played through chapter one. That's unfortunate. I know. So it's a Cold War status XCOM game where you play an X either CIA agent or KGB agent. Yeah. For some reason, that gin is rumbling. Well... I don't know if someone has went up the stairs or if we had a real tiny earthquake. Because it usually doesn't move around that much. (laughs) (laughs) Or if, like, a a great big person just jumped on the stairs. It's still rumbling a bit. Yeah. It's because you're looking at it. Maybe. Yeah. I figure this is, like, Jurassic Park scenario. Just that cup of water. I thought that's what it was. That's what I was saying. Our life flashed before our proverbial eyes Pro- well f- not proverbial well definitely not literal oh i get it this is it for all me. the blinds are closed there could be a t-rex eye right outside behind you i can you. see through it it's, unless it's above it might be, be they're pretty tall they are pretty tall <laughs> tiny arms though <laughs> anyways yeah phantom doctrine mm-hmm. uh cia agent or kgb x on either which one did you do cia me too uh my random character portrait Look like Prince. Yeah. So I'm Prince now. Perfect. That's my code name. Well, my real name is Prince. My oh. code name is on by default. You don't get to choose. No, it's just deadpan. Yeah, deadpan. That's right. It's part of the story. Yeah. But <clears throat> the basis of the game is it's XCOM, yeah. but Cold War. Right. The most interesting piece is that there's no percent chance to hit. 
you're always hit no matter what. You always hit as long as you're within weapon range. Yes. And that has become one of the more interesting mechanics to me so far. It it's really um it uh, yes, I think. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. I've only done seven missions. Sure. Maybe, right? And they've been great. Mm-hmm. Um it's weird. It's a complete shift in how you need to perceive oh, the yeah. map and 100%. how you need to play. Yes. And that's the hardest thing for me yeah. so far. Because primarily it's a stealth game. Yes. Like you want to be sneaky. You want to be doing your takedowns. You want to be cleaning up bodies or picking up enemy agents. So yeah. That <clears throat> whoever's pathing by or cameras will not see them. Right. That's your goal. It's, 100%. It's, wanna, it's a covert op. Absolutely. Yeah. And it's so satisfying to come from playing so many XCOM games to all of a sudden play one where I can actually stealth. Yes. And when it works well, it's like, oh my God, that was so fun. For sure. I was able to like sneak in, pick a lock on a door. I disabled a camera because one of my guys on the other side of the map just hacked into the camera system, shut it down. Yeah. I took out a guard and then hit his body, but then their agent on their team was like, they haven't checked in in a while. I'm going to go investigate. Right. So they start walking around, and you got to get your whoever your toughest assassin is and go up behind them, choke them out. Because it's HP-based. Yes, it is HP-based, yeah. which is a really interesting take. I think so. It's like you go into a melee combat, and if you're not tougher than them, you don't win. You don't win. But if you take them out, you get to pick up his body, throw it over your shoulder, <laughs> wait for extraction when you finish your mission, yeah. and interrogate him, and then he dies under mysterious circumstances. You, you kill them. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Uh, but it's a wonderful way to experience that style of gameplay mm-hmm. because it incentivizes you to walk around and explore and sort of case the joint ahead yeah. of time. Yeah. You have the ability to hire out one of your other agents to be a spotter. Right. Which I hope you've gotten to do I don't so have far. That yet. So what you can do is when you start the mission, you can scope it out. So you mm-hmm. can just look around with your camera, see what side has the most windows, see what side you might need extra tactical knowledge on, and then you place you basically socket in your spotter yeah. on either the north, south, east, or west side of the map. Right, and then you can use like an ability for them too, yes. right? Yes. Once per round, you can use a command point, which regenerates every turn. Eventually, you can unlock snipers. You can unlock yeah. other tactical advantages. But you can click to summon a spotter, and it traces their line of sight. So they can only see where they can see. Right. So it can either go through windows. It can see through big skylights and stuff. But if it's just a flat wall or boarded up windows, they can't see in. Right. But you select an area, and it covers a pretty big radius, probably like a 10 radius or 10 diameter square base. Yeah. And it illuminates everything in that room for a full turn. So you can see any collectibles that you can go and investigate. You can see enemy agents. You can see civilians or, you know, any mooks. What have you. Yeah. And it really helps because... Whenever you see an enemy, since it's turn-based, you can't really tell what they're going to do usually in most games. In this, you can highlight over the enemy itself, and it'll give you a a blue line on where they're going to path next turn. So you can plan out your actions in advance. They do adapt based on your actions, though. They do. Even if they're not alerted. Yeah. Which is interesting. It it seems to rarely happen. It's only if you're being really overt about something. But... So far, it's really fun because you get a scout, you get to turn off all their security systems, you get to pick locks, you get to find secret documents that you actually have to go click on for an action. Yeah, take pictures of them. You can loot their supply, yeah. <laughs> supply rooms so that you can take their armor, you can take their new guns or silencers. For sure, silencer is easily the most important thing you, you have need to, to find. Yeah, I only I found one, and you can make them right eventually. Yeah, I can make them for non pistols. 
but I found a pistol silencer pretty yeah. early on. Sure. And I just hired a new agent, so I decided to make her my assassin. So she's got a bunch of HP, so she can choke out a bunch of people. Sure. Yeah. She's got increased uh, awareness regeneration, which is a really interesting mechanic. It's your dodge. It's many things. Yeah. So you have an awareness pool that usually goes up to about 100. You have a certain amount that you regenerate every turn. If uh, you break stealth and you get into combat, people start shooting at you. You have each character, based on their stats, has a dodge cost. So every time they get shot at, they will dodge and lose the cost of awareness. Right. So like if you have 100 and your dodge cost is 33, you'll sacrifice 33 per bullet coming at you to dodge that bullet. It's per bullet? Per bullet. Fuck. So if somebody's going full auto at you and dropping 10 rounds... You're going to take a significant amount of damage. You'll yeah. dodge the first three. Right. But if you're in cover and have armor, you're going to be fine. Or if they're at long range, they have damage fall off also. Sure. So you're able to make really interesting choices with it because you use awareness not only for defense but for takedowns. It costs roughly half of your awareness right. to take yeah. somebody out. Mm-hmm. So your focus is on choking this guy out. You can't dodge as well. Same thing with calling headshots, like with pistols. Yeah. That costs a significant amount of awareness, too. So if you're spending awareness, you're going to get wrecked in the next turn if you're not in cover or somehow able to escape that scene into safety. Right. So it creates a really nice sort of a risk-reward mechanic mm-hmm. if you're in a near-loud stealth scenario. Yeah. And so far, I've just been having a lot of fun with it. Because yeah. besides, besides the amount of interesting stealth missions you get to go on once you're out of a mission you get to manage an entire spy team yeah it's interesting like right now i have 14 people i think yeah. that are working with me and I I, like 12 yeah and my net is currently within the entire united states mexico all of europe north africa and into russia and i just got one in japan yeah so this works kind of like XCOM, where you hit the time pass button and it just starts scaling days and days and days but you're incentivized to spread your agents out across the world so that they can immediately react to situations Mm -hmm. that might develop right so you might see like an exclamation point for suspicious activity that pops up like in beirut yeah and then you're like oh cool i have a agent in kiev it'll be like a four-hour flame plate flame 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 plane Mm -hmm. yeah you got it yeah yeah flame plight yeah perfect yeah that's classic flame (laughs) plight a plane flight That'll take you to that location, and once your agent arrives there, they'll start working on whatever lead is there. Yeah, yeah. sometimes it might be, oh, we found a new place that we could relocate our hideout if mm-hmm. we need to. Sometimes it's, oh, we have an informant who in 12 or 24 hours is going to tell us some information. Or it's, hey, there's a spy network going on here. Yeah. Did we get here early enough? What options do we have available? Right. And then if you're there early enough, you can completely sabotage their setup. Right. You can just straight out nullify it. Beyond that, you can you can yeah, unlock more assault actions. Usually, yeah. yeah, assault's the like last ditch effort. Um, there's something in between, and then there's recon, tactical yeah. recon, where you can send two people to go scout it out and watch their movements. Hmm. If you do tactical recon, you can slot in a spotter. Otherwise, oh, okay. you can't have a spotter on on the floor. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, and then the final one is tactical assault, which is I'm going to battle, but you get to start all the missions stealthy. Yeah. The exception is if you equip heavy armor. Like any equipment that immediately shows that you're hostile intent, sure. you start off the mission hostile. That makes sense. So for some missions it's necessary, for some it's not. But I'm having a blast. You get to manage your own little hideout, so you get to research new facilities. Like I'm trying to get an MK Ultra facility right now. Yeah. So when I take in enemy agents, I can brainwash them. I don't know what it does. 
but we're going to find out. Yeah. You can have a forgery operation going yep, on. I have one of those. Some of the intelligence operations are really fun because you find a bunch of classified and redacted documents. Oh, the, uh, the, the bulletin board. Yeah. yeah. You get to open up the full dossier on the bulletin board. You get to pull out information. You have to open it up sometimes and find the keywords with yeah, that note. It's neat. Yeah, and then you, you do the to, red string thing. Exactly. Yeah. You get to draw the red strings and try to find out who this person is or who this location is. Yeah. And try to figure out exactly what the connections are. It's fun. I mean, like, I think that's a really interesting like thing in there. And oh, it's God, and yeah. it's it's like a the gimmick, but like it's still really cool. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's it, super engaging. I feel like it really encapsulates and oh man, I said that weird. What the fuck? You're from Fargo. I'm KG. I am watching Fargo season three right now. <laughs> um, it really encapsulates that setting mm-hmm. and that kind of genre really Absolutely. well. Um, and the story is just a really nice slow burn. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's just, okay, we're trying to accomplish this goal. Wait. Yeah. But this. Yeah. It's like, okay, wait. Yeah. But this. So, like, oh man all right cool i like where this is going i'm yeah. interested to see where it continues i think i'm right on the precipice of like something cool happening because mm-hmm. like i finished the first chapter and they're like hey you can go to this next chapter if you want mm-hmm. and i'm like i want to fuck around here for a while <laughs> and like the missions i'm getting are so hard really like one was to capture an enemy agent mm-hmm. i had two people there mm-hmm. and i don't have good gear sure and i want to say there were like 12 enemy soldiers there mm-hmm. and the agent Ooh. Snuck in there, knocked him out, yep. threw him over one of my dude's shoulders, killed one of the soldiers, mm-hmm. and then basically played like the run into places where people can't see you game. The tactical into, fallback. Into like our getaway car. <laughs> uh-huh. And one person was like tanking all the rounds <laughs> and barely made it. Uh-huh. And I got out with the guy. I That's mean, awesome. It felt good. Mission accomplished. Yeah. I mean... <laughs> Broken. Oh, one thing I realized is that um, knockdown, mm-hmm. knockout, or whatever doesn't trip cameras or oh the takedown trespassing. Oh, so I did it through a window. Nice. And the guy just ran in there and took him out, and uh-huh. was just like, ha! <laughs> and I'm like, oh my god. But That's it's uh, it's it's really good. I mean. I need to play more of it, you obviously. Should. But um, the missions are cool because, like you said, you only had two people on that mission. I don't know what determines it, whether it's the size or the enemy force. But as it progresses, I've had anywhere from two people to six people. Oh wow! And it's just—I don't know how it's determined, but oh, sometimes anyway. I start a mission, it's like three people. Yeah. All right, I think I know who I'm bringing for this one. Yeah, and call in my special ops, and then we Maybe go it's do like work. Map size or something. Yeah, it could be map size. Yeah, some of those maps are huge. Yeah. I mean, like, that one I was on, we the alarm went off or whatever, and I was getting shot at mm-hmm. from everywhere. Yep. Dudes with AKs are opening up from the other side of the map, mm-hmm. and, like, snipers in, like, fourth floor windows are shooting at me, and I'm like, <laughs> how high is this fucking building? <laughs> like, come on, what the hell? How am I supposed to do this? Mm-hmm. I mean, I, it took me two tries. Sure. To formulate a plan and actually do it. Yeah. When I decided to take the guy, it worked the first time. There you I go. did it. But the other time I got caught breaking a window or something. <laughs> I'm like, what? I feel bad for all the windows in that game. Yeah. Because they don't make anybody suspicious. Nope. It's like there's a there's an office worker right next to you and you just jump through a window. They're yeah. Like, okay. Well, sure thing. Carry on. Must be in a hurry. Yep. It's like in the first mission. The training mission where yep. you like are in the hazmat suits. Yes. And I'm like jumping through <laughs> the windows of like a clean tent area, like in a hazmat suit. And uh-huh. everyone's like, 
Seems she must be hungry. Probably got to use a shitter. I'm like, damn it. That's so weird. Yeah. That was a cool mission, too, though. Oh, God, yeah. There's so many more that you can see. Yeah. I want you to keep playing it. I will. Even though it'll prevent me from playing it. True. I mean, it's you could buy it. It's a good enough game. Yes, it is. And I will buy it. Yeah. Because it's, it's solid. It, they did a really a lot of really good work in there. And it's the guys that made Hard West. Yeah. Which we both played we and did. enjoyed. Mm-hmm. I mean, it had its faults, but it was a good game overall. Yeah. And, I mean, I feel like this is, like, major league stuff for them. Oh, yeah. This is a phenomenal evolution from yeah. Hard West. I really just want to get deeper into the game so I can get more gear. Yeah. That's really my thing right now. I just found my first sniper rifle. I'm making my first silencer. I'm going to snap that thing Oh, God. You get a lot of really interesting perks. And then once you level people up... You can change their things too, right? You get more slots for training. Ah. So there's one section that's training and one section that's perks. Perks are like unique abilities that you can socket. Sort of like talent points. Oh, you get them when they level up. Sometimes. Yeah. But they also, whenever you hire a new agent, they have mystery perks mm. because they might be working against you. Oh. And so as you complete dossiers and yeah, things like that and right. have informants, they can reveal some of your agent's information. So yeah. it's like, oh, yeah, they were actually a track star, so now they have a stamina bonus. That's so weird. Or, you know, that's yeah. just totally made up. No, I mean, that is how it works. But like, some, I, I unlocked mm-hmm. one where it's like, oh, this guy's like a heavy weapons guy. Yeah. And I'm like, what? And sometimes it's like, oh, yeah, they're ex-KGB. You might want to be suspicious. And you're like, what? Yeah. And there's also also submissions that pop up. Like, I had three of my people so far that were like, I need to go do this thing. Um, Can I go? And I'm like, yeah, you can go do your thing. And then he came back from what he was doing and is now like, oh, man, I saw some shit. Thank you for letting me do that. And he becomes loyal. He gains the trait. So he can't be brainwashed against you going forward. Some other people were like... There's a misunderstanding. How do you react to it? Was it a misunderstanding? Is he a spy? Yeah. And it's sort of, you're playing your own agents. You're trying to figure out what they're doing. Oh, huh. And so it's like, I'm going to set a trap to see, you know, what he tries to do next. Then you call him on it. It's like, yeah, I found this thing. I got it from the mail. It was totally innocent. And I was like, I believe you. And he became loyal because of it. Oh, okay. And so I haven't been betrayed yet. Sure. But I'm trying to get all of my agents to be loyal to my cause. Yeah. Especially, like, I have a super assassin. I have two. One of them randomed his look in-game to be Agent 47. Okay. So I named him that. You have to. His passport photo doesn't look anything like him, but... He's the master of disguise. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) He's not loyal to me, and he has one of my two silencers. Oh. And my other hiree, her name is Moxie. She's phenomenal. She murders everybody with headshots or knockouts. Sure. She's also not loyal to me. She has my other silencer. Boo. But aside from those, which are a really fun little mini game that you kind of have to work out in your own mind, are the weapon trainings. So you start out with one slot, and it's usually like basic firearms training yeah. or, you know, whatever. The running gun training is also one. Sure. As you progress and complete dossiers and missions and informants, you get new training activities. So you get like, oh, intermediate firearms training. Yeah. And that'll give them a new proficiency with a multitude of weapons. Now, when you have a proficiency in a weapon, you can mod it. If you don't have proficiency, you can't mod it. And you can reload faster. And you can reload faster. Um, what was I going to say about that? Sorry. Oh, yeah. So as you level, you get more sockets for the training. It costs a lot of money to put your agents into those trainings. Oh, okay. But some of the passive abilities that they get from it, aside from the proficiencies, are really, really strong and yeah. really change how that agent will play in the battlefield. So it's... There's a lot of little things that go to make this game really fun. There's a ton of shit. Yes. And just, like, a ton of different gear and, like, mm-hmm. they're 
consumable? Like they're gone, right? When you use them? No. No, none of the consumables are gone. They function just like magic. Are they on cooldowns, right? Mm-mm. In mission, yeah, they're usable once. Okay, but they regenerate outside of a mission. Yeah, so you don't have to like recraft a med kit every time. For sure. So, uh, yes, in the training mission, mm-hmm. like I use a smoke grenade. Yep, smoke grenades are so fucking clutch. Yes. When you're trying to make a break for it, yep. it's absolutely clown shoes. They completely block line of sight. Yeah, and they can't shoot at you. Yep. Period. Yep. And it's like, if you're in an alley or a courtyard, because mm-hmm. they make a pretty big area. Yeah, it does. Just fucking drop that thing and book. Yeah. It's ridiculous. It's really useful. Yeah. Like, it was essential for me on a few missions. For sure. Just because, like, oh, God, I fucked up. Yeah. And then I try to kill as many people as I can before it gets crazy. Then smoke grenade, and it's like, oh, God, can we still finish this mission? Yeah. I mean, Call like, an evac. It's like, oh, God, I need a van. <laughs> if I had a smoke grenade on that mission where I was trying to get that dude out, mm-hmm. I could have done it. No fucking problem. But, of course, I had mooks who had no gear because yep. it's like the beginning of the game. Sure. I didn't, and I just had to huff it out. One had a med kit, luckily. Nice. So that worked out. Crucial. But, yeah, it's great. Yeah. It's, it's a fun game. I love it. Yeah, I'm looking forward to playing more of it. Good. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's all we got. Big gulps. It's been fun. Yeah. It's been a lot of good games. Yeah. I mean, it's we're past the lull. Yeah. I think. Past the lull. We got Cyberpunk. Fuck. Oh, my goodness. Red Dead comes out soon. Oh, God. That's right. October? I think so. Mid-October? I think mid-October. Okay. Which is fucking really soon. That's going to be intense. It's September this weekend. Yeah. You're right. So, I mean, we're right there. Mm-hmm. I'm so really interested to see how Red Dead turns out. I'm looking forward to it. I'll, I'll probably, um, I'll probably get the digital copy. <laughs> <laughs> it's not coming out for PC right away, right? I don't remember. I don't think so. Unfortunately, I'll probably grab it on the old console. Ah, I hate doing shooters though on consoles. It's a third person shooter. Yeah, it's true. It's all snap aiming. I mean, oh uh, yeah, that's you know, true. I mean, you could turn it off like an asshole. I usually like to. Yeah. And then I die a lot. Right. Which, I mean, is okay sometimes. Depends. I hope they bring... Have you heard them talk about the uh, quick draw mechanic from the first game? It's back. Is it? Yeah. <gasps> it's different now. I don't know how it works. That's okay. It was kind of janky before, but it was so fun. Yeah, it was super janky before. But now, I think it's like a bullet time thing. Mm-hmm. And you just assign a bunch of clap, 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 clap. Mm-hmm. And then you do it. And it goes... Bah, bah, bah. Okay, yeah, that's how it was in the first game. I think that's how it works. Yeah. yeah. It's just on the draw, you have your reticle mm-hmm. that's slowly moving up. It's like, all right, I hit him in the leg, hit him in the side, yeah. chest, head. All right, head, he's dead. Perfect. Um, but then you got to hope that his first bullet didn't take you out. Right. For the duels. Yep. Yeah. Uh, did you watch the gameplay trailer for it? A while back. I don't remember it, There's a newer one. Oh, okay. I want to say it's like seven or ten minutes. I remember one where he was guiding his horse around. No, nah, it's not that one. This yeah. one actually is a lady narrating it and talking about different oh, pieces cool. of the game and mm-hmm. how they work. So I would check right. that out. It's I got to find that then. Pretty dope. Nice. And kind of gives you some background about what's going on. Mm-hmm. So like basically you're bandits, right? Mm-hmm. And you travel with a camp. So you're always trying to get, like, supplies for the camp and get things for the camp. And the camp moves, mm-hmm. right? I assume with the story. I Makes sense. Yeah. So that kind of gives you your little yeah. base, which is kind of nice. That is good. So you probably get people to join it. Yeah, you know, I would imagine. Sukunin Based stuff. on your choices. Sukunin. <laughs> Give me a goddamn Sukunin! How many was it? 106 stars? Yes. Or four. It was a weird number. Yeah. Seven, maybe. Yeah, it might have been seven. 
Maybe two. Man, we need a new Sukaden. <laughs> I know. I want an old Sukaden. <laughs> I'll play any of them. Yeah. Just put it on a modern console. Fuck. How hard <laughs> is that? You idiots. Probably really hard. I don't know. <laughs> Final Fantasy Tactics is on PS3. Yeah, which Tactics? The original? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, shit, It's not man. on PS4, though, right? Like, there were a lot of games that got dropped on the 3 to 4 transition. Yeah, no, it's not on 4. It's not so on there's got to be some Dark Cloud sort of fucking 2. 2 is on... Some might say the best Dark Cloud. I wouldn't know. <laughs> <laughs> I've never beat it. <laughs> But why, though? I've gotten very far. Oh, no? Someone saved over my game. What? Almost like in Sukunen 4. What? No, I'm sorry. 3. 3. 3. And 4, right? That was like 20 years ago. Oh, fuck, it was. (laughs) Oh, that's so weird. (laughs) Ew. Right? (laughs) That was like 20 years ago. It was a long time. Probably a little less. Yeah, well, maybe. Maybe we were probably like 15 or 16. Yeah. It's close to 20. Good God. It's like 18 or 17. Put me down. Yep. That's... Right in the grave that you buried yourself in with... Dig two graves. Gravekeeper. <laughs> yeah. Maybe we should just put you on the pyre. Hey, man. Collect I your salt. I don't want to get buried. That seems like a weird thing to me. Do you just want to be flown like a kite until the vultures pick you apart? I think bear... I mean, burned is fine. Yeah? Yeah. Don't want a burial at sea? Nah, throw me in an oven, man. Man, I don't deserve. I'm not a navy. I'm not a boat person. I don't right. want to be out there. Well, deep the, water terrifies me. Here's the, here's the new plan. We're gonna attach a bunch of GoPros to you, okay, and a lot of cement shoes, and we're gonna throw you in Lake Tahoe, uh-huh. and you're gonna go through that endless tunnel. All right, and we're gonna see what's down there. There was a story of a guy who, uh, like a scuba guy, mm-hmm. who who was down there and um, was with a buddy. Mm-hmm. And he's like, oh, like, they were underwater. You can't talk because you're underwater. Yeah. They didn't. This was before the ones you could talk in. Yeah, those are impressive. Pretty fucking nuts, right? Mm-hmm. I can it's only like, imagine hey, what the pressure's like. It's probably there. fine. Probably. It's I high mean, tech. it's like, hey, like, we have space suits and shit. <laughs> like, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> you, like, you, come on, man. You can't figure this shit out? Those guys talk? <laughs> what's the problem? <laughs> Looks like they're made out of, like, sailcloth. Anyway, uh-huh. there's a scuba diver in there with his buddy. Yeah, and um, they were checking something out, and they got separated or whatever. And the guy found his buddy, and he's like, "Hey, you know, like pulling on him," and it wasn't his buddy; it was a dead guy in a scuba suit. <gasps> like, can you imagine? No, that'd be absolutely terrifying. The worst. Yeah, the worst. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't think of a worse thing. Yeah, that would be mind-boggling. No, you're fucked. Like swimming in a lake. Going down a short distance, it's already pitch black. Yeah. Like it, it's not clear water. There's not a lot of light coming in from the sides. It's just yes. void. That's true. Tahoe is pretty clear as far as lakes go. But, yes, the light thing is a is a not good. Yeah. yeah. That would be so scary. I don't want to deal with that. <laughs> Never, ever. Oh, my God. Yeah. Anyway. Sounds horrible. Anyway. <laughs> let's just keep the fire We'll just stick with the cremation thing. No. Okay. <laughs> nope, you're convinced me. I've got my plans for you. We'll see who makes it first. <laughs> Dig two graves. One for each of us. Not even for yourself. Someone Wonderful. needs to dig us both graves. Oh, that's nice. Send us a picture on Facebook. Yeah. Show us your work. 
Show, I mean, get us some clean corners is all I'm asking of for. And then we'll take the best one. I've been playing a lot of graveyard-related games, <laughs> so I know all about it. I'm basically a pro. Uh-huh. You got the skills you need. Yeah, for sure. I know the right bodies. <laughs> I know if you fuck up the surgery to take stuff off, it makes the body way worse. Yeah. And then you just throw it in the river. <laughs> That's what you do. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't well, have this one. This one didn't work out. You got to go a long way, too. You got to take it out and carry it over your head and go to the river and be like, whoop. Can you invent a wagon? Like, no. Can you like make a bunch of timber logs and throw them in the wagon? So far, there's been no wagon tech. Ugh. But I have some stuff that's grayed out still because it's gated somehow. Okay. I don't know if it's storyline gated or what. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, thanks, thanks for uh, listening. Uh, check us out on our website, thelegendofthings.com. Facebook, uh, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Rise to review. Send us a like. Let us know how you're doing. And talk to Sean on Facebook. Talk to me on Facebook if you if you so desire. Yeah. Um, I'm playing World of Warcraft again. Nice. I know that came up. Yep. If you guys want to play, let me know. Oh my god, I love the Zandalari area. It's all Aztec and Mayan. I want to go. I'm not high enough levels. To it's go. basically lizard men. I love it. Oh, it's my place. Yeah. Thanks again, and um, have a good week. Yeah. Okay, bye. Thank you for listening to The Legend of Things. Check us out online at thelegendofthings.com. Find us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash forward slash legend of things. And for the love of all that is good and holy, subscribe on iTunes and leave us a review. Until next time, this has been The Legend of Things. Things. <laughs>